Okay, but I really need to know if you like this song because I spent literally <laughs> three hours at work listening to different <laughs> songs that I need your approval. I hope on. your employer listens to this one, Jay. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. It's like when I started improv. I didn't tell anybody at work. I've. I think I've told you this. Yeah, before. I remember. I told like everyone. People. Yeah. I was the exact opposite. People would say like, oh, um, you know, what did you do last night? I'd say literally nothing. I sat on my couch and I'd like make up this elaborate story about how he did nothing. And then it'd be like the night after a performance or something. And they just had no, no idea at all. It makes me so sad. I'm so proud that I do improv. There's a scene in that movie, Don't Think Twice, where the really nerdy guy Mm. is like, sometimes I'm so awkward in situations, but in my head, I think I'm very good at improv and I have that and that is my thing. (laughs) And then he feels more confident. That is me in every situation of my life. See, at work, I try to have this like mysterious aura. And (laughs) so so for me to be up on stage talking about like dicks and fart jokes just doesn't really jive with my work persona. (laughs) We have done one scene about dicks and fart jokes and you just never let it go. Everybody. Hi. Uh, my name's Ryan. And I'm Christina. Um, we're doing a show called Scene Partners, and this is a show about comedy. It's a show about improv. It's a show about pop culture, relationships, relationships, life, life religion, maybe religion, politics, maybe. Maybe. Um, this is a show by two people that just wanted to. Be a little bit more, put themselves out there a little bit more. We don't have enough going on in our lives. But you just got a new job, though, which is a big deal. I'm really excited. Okay. Uh, I start next week. Okay. Uh, let me just tell you a little bit. You didn't share that you do improv with your <gasps> no. coworkers. No. The- I went for lunch with my two new managers. Okay. Uh, to talk about the job, for them to offer me the job. It was really exciting. Within the first 15 minutes of this lunch, there was an awkward silence after I had accepted the job. So at least I had done that. That uh, instead of just letting the awkward silence sit for a second, I went, this is great. Because actually all my coworkers at my current job already come to my improv shows. And so I'm really lucky. I do improv, by the way. I'm very passionate Can about we? improv. No, 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 let's back up. I want to pretend we're at... Or some restaurant. It was a milestone. We're at milestones. I had ordered the Cobb salad. It seemed okay. like the appropriate choice. And we we're eating. Yeah. There's like, you know, it's midday bustle. It was 1230. It was very busy. Uh, well, Christina, I'm really happy for you to come join us and yeah. uh, take this job. Uh, I hope. I love improv. That oh. is how it was. <laughs> Which I, I they can't blame you for being excited or. You know, they were so nice about it. One of them went, I'll definitely come. And the other one went, that sounds really neat. Oh, okay. So he'll be there, I'm sure. (laughs) And then I went, will all the other people in the office come? And they said, probably not. (laughs) So that's great so far. At least they're being honest with you. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, So this show, Scene Partners, we really wanted to be about... Just like trying some new stuff, actually. We've been doing improv for a while together. and I'm nodding. No one can see that. <laughs> we'll get used to that. We'll get used to like the nodding part of it. Um, but like, you know, sometimes you, you need an audience to try out like new material. Yeah. And uh, this would be a venue for that. 
an um, audience that we cannot see but could like tweet their criticisms for at sure us. or support i mean that twitter, great twitter is too often a, a den of anger <laughs> and it should be a den of support that's a great hashtag yeah uh, hashtag den of, den of support hash, hashtag den of support um I'm writing that down. I have uh, a number of characters that I usually just practice in my home to myself or or sometimes to my wife, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd love to try a character or two. I would love to hear your characters. Um, I've been I've been watching a lot of uh, Bob's Burger. Yeah, I am Linda. Yeah, (laughs) I I know that about myself. Her voice is the easiest to do. The other kids are tough, but. Did you know that is she the one who's voiced by a man? Yeah, she's yeah. I who's literally doing his mom's voice. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure that he said that in an interview. Okay. Okay. Well, can you do your Linda so voice wor- now? Uh, Tell us about this podcast and your Linda no, voice. No, see, I can't. All I can do right now is uh, let me see. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm not ready. But it, in future episodes, all right. Is yeah, that Linda? See, see, you're already there. I embody her every day of my life. <laughs> Um, and I, th- I think another thing we want to focus this podcast around is we are people who have full-time jobs. If I don't lose this new one, yeah. Totally lose it. <laughs> no, but crossed. we're like, we have full-time work outside of it and we really want to, I mean, comedy is our, certainly like one of the biggest passions in our life, but we want to profile that side of our life while still you know giving uh respect to people like um who do comedy part-time yeah in a city where doing full-time comedy is nearly impossible yeah this isn't new york this isn't la this isn't chicago this isn't toronto it's a place full of young professionals yeah who are like sort of teetering into adult hobbies but don't want to take them too seriously because that like takes away from their yuppie status Mm. and then you and i are just Full throttle into improv, <laughs> trying to balance all the other stuff yeah. at the same time. Hence why I was picking out a theme song today at, at, work, at work for three yeah, hours. For three yeah. hours. Yeah. And so uh, every now and then, or as much as we can, as much as people are willing, we want to bring on guests who are also um, doing this thing. But people we actually admire because they're doing it a little bit better than us, too. Mm-hmm. We um, can learn from them. Yeah. And so even today, we're going to have our first guest <laughs> on our first episode. Um, she's Deb- amazing. Deborah Ring from Ottawa. She's going to come and join us. And she's an improviser. She's a writer. She's a she does stand up. She is one of the engines that drives the comedy scene here in our little town, which is incredible. And so we wanted to come and have her on and profile her. So she taught us sketch writing. She did teach us sketch you writing. You were much better at it than I was. Because Christina would do these <laughs> She would do these stories, but that were basically like autobiographical the stories. The thing of her I know. <laughs> so I am so self-involved. I can only write about yeah. myself, think about myself, and the only improv characters I have are like variations of myself or my mother. Yeah, which isn't. I mean, if you're you're just a grounded in reality type of person. <laughs> in my own reality, and yeah. that is it. And that's good. You play to what you know. Yeah, like. I remember you were really batting around this idea of doing like a, a dog, like somebody in a dog park, like mm-hmm. pe- like the awkward human interaction while the dogs are hanging out. And yeah. I think there's so much there, but it's just like it's hard to when it is your actual well, like your day to day to take like one piece of that and put that into a scene. 
Yeah, it's a sensitive topic for me now. I will no longer be doing that because I was on the ends with the cool dog moms at the 7.30 a.m. time slot at the dog park. And recently, I don't know why, but I've been pushed back out of that inner circle. They've all gone camping together. <laughs> and they didn't invite you? No, and they talked about it at the dog oh. park. And it's really funny because they talk about it through their dogs. Like They're like, oh, Shiloh is so excited to go camping with Harvey. But I'm like, if Shiloh and Harvey are going <laughs> camping, you two are clearly going camping together. Were they talking about it like, oh, I'm sorry you couldn't come with us? Or no. They they made it seem like... There was nothing. Okay. I just stood there and then awkwardly put my headphones in. And I, <laughs> to be totally honest, I wasn't listening in to anything because I wanted to hear what they had to say. <laughs> So, so I you stood like there. had your headphones <laughs> in in silence. Just like a little bop of my head. <laughs> like, I love this song. What are you saying about me? Are they, would you guys, would you say you're in the same age demographic? Yes. Like it wasn't like, oh, our kid. Like, no. it's not, okay. Okay. So this is like back to high school. This shunning. is not what I want to talk about <laughs> right now. It's still very, it's you're, an open world. You're actually the coolest person Let's there. Let's talk more about you <laughs> and your life. Okay, please. Please just like catch me up. What did you what did you do last week? Um I guess yeah, I guess we haven't seen each other for a little bit. La okay. So last week my we just moved into a new place and we love it. It's beautiful, it's really cool. Um it's like a two bedroom. So the, here's the like we really wanted a two bedroom because then we could have guests come and visit. And, and kids one day. It, one day. Great. Uh, Continue. <laughs> Uh, improv is my child right now. Hello, baby improv. Yeah. Uh, so I um, came up with this plan that I would get my wife's best friend to come visit her as a surprise. And she could obviously stay in this new bedroom and whatever. The thing is, though, um, I had to lie pretty blatantly to her. Like, it was like, hey, what do you want to do this weekend? And I was like, nothing. I don't want to do anything. I just want to, like, have a really chill, whatever. And she, for some reason, felt, no, I mean, as, as she is, she felt really social. And she's like, let's go, like, have all these people over. Let's throw this thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll text everybody. And I had to, like, I had to, like, steal the the invites because it was going to be a surprise. Right. That her friend was coming out. Yeah. And I didn't want her to, like, plan all this stuff. And then so the day came and I was, like, patiently waiting. And the day came and then... uh I was like, oh, crap, I need to go to the airport for something. And I was like, I have no idea why I'd be going to randomly to the airport. I just find the Tim Hortons fresher there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, there's some flights that I want to come, you know, see land in the tarmac. Uh, so anyway, I was like, oh, I have to pick up. Uh, do you know what a Nexus card is? Yeah, the thing like, that gets get you through, through security faster. faster. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, I have to go pick up a Nexus card. She's like, when did you apply for this? I was like, oh, last week. <laughs> I just had. And then, do you know how long it takes to get a Nexus right? card? And then do I, your research. I put, I, I was like, oh, I got to get my passport, my birth certificate. Like I had this whole thing and then we're driving and she's like, I don't even know why you need this. Why do you need to go through security faster? I was like, oh, I'm sick of waiting in lines. Like I just had do this you whole, travel <laughs> no, I don't travel even that much, but I, I was able to lie sufficiently to her. And then we ended up picking her up and it was great. She was so surprised. And then at the end, she was like, I'm concerned for how good of a liar you are. Mm -hmm. and, Trust then, issues. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like all these other things. And I was like, yeah, but don't you appreciate this, you know, surprise? And she's 
basically. Does she blame improv? Because what I hear you doing Mm. and saying we need to go to the airport to get a Nexus card is you're playing the scene to the top of your intelligence. Totally. Um, Wow, you're really really nerding out here. I taught improv last (laughs) night, so I've been reading a lot about improv theory. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't blame that specifically, but I'm sure it's helped me be a better liar. Like, I can just think of a lie. It does, though, because if someone's throwing something at you and you have to justify it really quickly at the top of your intelligence, you're faster. You're not like, I want to go to the airport because I think I want to be a pilot now. This would be the first time that... improv's ever like helped somebody in a relationship like would you take credit to say yeah improv's been really helpful in my relationship oh that's interesting um are you a better partner now i feel like a yes and more things in life (laughs) i do though jason's like oh i want to go do this random thing and i'm like why not jason being your long-term boyfriend yes (laughs) I prefer partner. I feel yeah. boyfriend makes it sound like we've been together for like three weeks. Totally. And Do you guys even know each other? <laughs> Tell the women at the dog park that you guys, oh, it's good to bond around like, oh, Jason did this stupid thing. And then they'll all like bond with you. They all know Jason and I think <laughs> like Jason more than they like me. Okay. Uh, so they will side with him okay. because in a dog park, who you like more is who your dog likes more. So the fact that our dog likes Jason more than me, <sighs> I've come to terms with it, means all of the dog moms think Jason is a better person inherently. Okay. Okay. Again, this is a harsh topic for me. Uh, it's bringing up my child likes yeah. me less. I have no dog mom friends. I'm sorry about you know, it's fine. I okay. Well, okay. I I can also tell you, um, I got a massage last <laughs> week, Great which is the first time <laughs> I've had a massage in a while. Yeah, and I have this thing where I can't enjoy it. And there's like a whole Seinfeld thing on one of the episodes where they like they feel like they have to chat with the masseuse. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's though. a very real thing. And I feel bad. My 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 emotional side comes through when their knuckles are cracking while they're massaging me because I feel like I'm creating this hand strain on you and it's my fault and I feel really bad is that legitimate or am I I think it's fine okay it's their job I think if it was hurting them they would take a break yeah but do they well, you could ask them, but I think if they're doing the job, they probably enjoy their job. If I'm rubbing somebody's back, I literally have like 10 seconds be- before my hand is like. I know, but they're trained in it. <laughs> I imagine they do hand exercises. <laughs> they're just in the other room with like those stress balls, like training their hands. Yes, I imagine. It's like a thing. Let's <laughs> articulate. Well, well, I feel yeah. bad. But yeah, like. I, I get the chit-chat thing, but it's more like the hand pain that I feel bad for. <laughs> I've only read one massage in my life. It must have been like three years ago when House of Cards was just on. <laughs> and I was so awkward. It was this man who gave me the massage. Oh, one, I only go women. I thought it was going to be a woman. Two, if I can be totally honest, he was very attractive. And I was very flustered. And so I went in and I laid down fully clothed first. And then he was like, (laughs) ma'am, you need to at least take some layers off because it was the winter. So I was wearing like three shirts and a sweater. And he was like, nothing can be done here. You can't even put (laughs) massage oil on your sweaters. (laughs) And so I finally like delayered slightly, not as much as I think one should when getting a massage. 
And then I talked the entire time about mm. House of Cards. I was like, do you watch House of Cards? He's like, I've seen two episodes. I then spoiled the entire season for him by accident. Yeah. I was like, well, by the way, so-and-so dies. And he's like, he stopped me maybe like 30 minutes into the massage to, to just kindly let me know that if I didn't want to talk, I didn't have to. <laughs> That's his like. It's like, please stop talking. See, so the first time I got a massage, we I was trying to do something romantic and we did a couple's massage. Mm. And so the you're just in a room with a divider down the middle. Yeah. And um, so the two masseuses come in and they're like, oh, hi, we're going to be massaging each of you. And then they're like, all right, we'll let you get changed. I assumed I thought everybody did. I was fully naked. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sarah was like, no, no, you have to like put like you shouldn't be. And then I was like, no, I should be. And then I was in the middle going to put like my underwear back on and then I could hear them knock on the door. I was like, just a minute. And then I got back underneath like naked. So I, my first couples massage, I was, I was naked. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to make it. Though movies make it confusing because in a you. lot of movies, everyone just goes naked. Thank you. Remember on friends when Phoebe's massaging yes. somebody and then he gets, gets an erection mm, and then yeah. she puts a towel on it or I said, something mm, i didn't mean to like mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just mm. went, yes i understand yeah. what you're referencing i miss friends it's a great show i'm yeah. re-watching it right now okay i only ever start though where monica and chandler fall in love because i hate to see everything before they were together see i'm the opposite where i i'm like joey and i love when they're like it's the two guys in their apartment mm. across it is. It's sweet years for them. Oh, they love it. And Joey's like so heartbroken. And Did you think Joey and Rachel should be together? Did you read that Twitter thing that I'm talking? Oh, no. my goodness. There is a girl and I will have to look it up. But she basically goes on a rant for like 150 tweets, maybe fewer. But about how Joey and Rachel were actually supposed to be yes, together. It's and so now Ross real. is a horrible guy. Ross is a misogynist. Oh, well, he's a horrible guy. He's a horrible person. Every career... Like opportunity, she gets, mm, is there going to be someone attractive there? I don't like I this. Know. Shut up, Ross. I know, but <sighs> when he when he gets dumber in the late seasons, that's yeah. when you kind of like love him because he's so dumb and you feel bad for him. Like when he's doing the spray tanning. No, I never feel bad for him. When he's putting the lotion on his legs and he's wearing those leather pants. Mm -hmm. Like Never felt bad for no, him. No, okay. He's a horrible human He's a being. horrible guy. Like in terms of like boyfriend material, he's not... No, and I never found it funny with him because I thought he was a really shitty person. And he pouts a lot. Oh, my God. He's never happy. No. He's like pining over this idea of this woman from high school who's now become this very independent. I feel witty, like you read this Twitter thing that I read. Woman, and he's like, I just love the 17 year old you who I've like romanticized for 20 years. Don't ever change from that. And when you do change from that and develop as a person, I'm going to try to hold you back to that idea. No, I never read these tweets, but now I want to send this yeah. person an awkward email. Yeah. I like guess. I've never written an email like this six, before, but you're saying paragraph diatribe about how much like your life is. But you should give relationship advice. I would love to. That's my dream in life. If this could become a call-in show where people call in for relationship <laughs> advice, my life will have been made. Yeah. Period. Full stop. We'll, we'll have to check with JP to see if we can do a call-in show. Oh, that'd be so fun. <laughs> um, okay, but I, I've blabbed about my week. Tell me about your week. Uh, I sprained my ankle. Okay, Had how? an ultimate Frisbee tournament. Okay. 
on Sunday. I'm very competitive, so I sprained it 20 minutes in and played for another two hours. Are you okay? I'm. It's. It hurts. Okay. Um, was it worth it? Yes, we won our game, and we are now in third place in the fifth tier. But you so. can't. <laughs> how many tiers? How, Seven. How many teams are there in each tier? It's unclear, but not that many. Like, is it possible that you're in like twentieth place? Overall, yeah. oh no, we're much lower. I think we're in like sixty fifth. <laughs> so it was worth it, though. It was worth it. Okay. Um. Do. You, do you have to play again? Like, can you can't play on your ankle. I will be playing again next Wednesday again because I'm very competitive. But you're probably going to further injure. Yeah. Okay. I feel very cool. I strutted and I limped into work on Monday and just declared to the whole office. I went door to door to let everyone know mm-hmm. I had a sports injury. Uh, people seem to think it's very cool. Uh, they just don't want to hear about it anymore. So. Okay. But did it give me some cred around the office? Yes. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it did. Okay. Uh, should we go into a, uh, our our segment? Yeah, let's go into our segment. Was that funny? <laughs> I uh, don't know. Wait, we're good. Okay. Okay, what did you watch this week? Uh, okay, like I said, I've been watching a lot of Bob's Burger. Yeah. Um, which is good. I, I want... Okay. I want yeah. you to... I want... Did you ever watch The Simpsons? Yeah. Do you, did you like it? Yeah. Okay. Here's my vent. No, just like my comment on like modern day cartoons, which I, which I, I do like. Adventure Time. Um, Rick and Morty. Um, Archer. Do you watch Archer? Archer? Those shows are so manic and it's just like the, they've lost like. Early Simpsons, like early on, like I'm talking like first nine seasons, were so like they were able to weave together. Can we stop and say that early Simpsons first not how long has that show it's been still on? Going. It's on like eighteen. It's I'm I'm probably wrong on that number, but it's going for so long. Holy shit. But they were able to weave together comedy and being touching at the same time. They're yeah. able to make something so you're like watching a story and it's emotive, but you're also laughing. There are a number of stories now or cartoons now, which are just so manic that it drives me bonkers. And I'm having a tough time, like, wanting to care about the characters. Do you think that about Bob's Burgers? Because I think they do a great job. What I'm saying about Bob's Burgers is they are able to weave those two together in a more, like, contemporary way. Yeah. But that I find really funny. Yeah, because it has a very sitcom format to it. Yes. Where every episode, they set up a premise, they heighten sort of a game mm-hmm. with their characters, and all of their characters, they don't have a single straight man character, except every character, maybe Bob. Yeah, every character is quite distinct, quite defined. Yeah. But, and like, all of, like, the three kids are all quirky. They're yeah. all absurd characters. Yes. Linda, dear to my heart, is an absurd character. And Bob is kind of absurd in absurd a straight in man way. kind of way. And can I also say... So I found a lot of, not a lot, but a number of comedies too. Um, did you ever watch Cougar Town with Courtney Cox? I was obsessed with hey, it. Horrible name, great show. What I hated about Cougar Town, I'm the sorry. Name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hated Cougar Town. Oh, I loved Cougar Town. That's, yes, I hated it. And I'm only looking over because JP is doing research and season 28 28 of, of the Simpsons. Simpsons. That's disgusting. How? The show's got in. 29. 29. Oh, my God. And how, and I'm telling you the first nine seasons were touching. Anyway, so 20 also, seasons. Of this is an crap. unpopular opinion, but I really like the Simpsons movie. 
Anyway, Cougar Town <laughs> is horrible. And Oh, you actually think the show was horrible? What I guess my beef oh, with it is I feel like you could interchange any character and get that one character to say the other character's lines and it would be the exact same. Like no character was distinct enough. They're all just interchangeable. I don't think that's inherently bad. Gilmore Girls is the exact same and I love that show. They because the writers of the show are giving a language to the characters. They're all living in the same world and at the same level. I think there's distinctions between the characters. If you think of who Courtney Cox Cox is playing versus Oh, Courtney Cox Arquette. Yeah. Except she might be divorced. She's divorced now. Touchy subject. Uh, I assume I don't know her. I think she's happily remarried. (laughs) Uh, Her character versus her best friend who lives across the street. They're very different. They just are pulling from the same pool of knowledge. They could say the characters, though, I don't care about either of them because they don't have a different point of view. It's all the exact point perspective. Or am mm-hmm. I wrong? Maybe I didn't watch enough of it, but every time it's on, I just thought. No, maybe you're right. I think maybe I just liked the language that they were speaking in the yeah. game that they were playing. And that that's that's for sure legitimate, I think. Are you saying Bob's Burgers is like this? No, they're I'm, all saying, very distinct. I'm saying Bob's Burgers is very distinct. Yeah. <laughs> It might be one of my favorite shows of all time. I also, uh, so yeah, the show that Sarah and I are watching now is Sex and the City because oh, I'd never seen it. And are you liking it? It's good. Um, but I, and I'm learning a lot about like, I'm reading a lot about it, like kind of like post when the show was on talking about like the, the women as like anti-heroes, like they're supposed to screw up. They're supposed to be, yeah. they're supposed to be difficult to love. Um, like Carrie Bradshaw. Yep. The main. <laughs> I have not seen I don't know if you've heard of her. but I know who Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> so, is. She she's supposed to be a flawed character. But I guess I didn't know that going in. So I'm watching it and I'm thinking like she's self-destructive. She's making she, why is she going with Big again? Like he's obviously the worst guy in the world and I'm like having these moments of like this is ridiculous and yeah. then um you know, and then I'm reading up on it and, and Sarah and I are talking and she's saying, no, like she's supposed to be flawed. She's supposed to be, you're not supposed to love her all the time. Yeah. And I think that makes it a show that's lasting. And yeah. And she was one of the first kind of real, well, I mean, I, I shouldn't say first, what do I know? But like the more contemporary female anti-heroes. So you're watching what, her and you're thinking like. What about Elaine from Seinfeld? Yeah. I'd say she probably fits in that because she also is self-destructive. Yeah. Like she was so hard to watch sometimes. Yeah. I think she, Elaine almost made the mistakes in the show accidentally. Whereas like you see Carrie making purposeful like choices. mechanically going through it. But. Have you watched, this was not going to be my pop culture thing. It was going to be Taylor Swift's music video, <laughs> which I have so many thoughts about. But have you watched Friends from College? Okay, I'm I'm in the middle of that. Oh, I have so many thoughts. But that show is full of flawed, destructive people. And I think, I still don't know if I like the show. I'm done it now. Okay, I think about it a lot. And I still haven't decided if I like it or not. Or if I thought it was funny. I thought there's a lot of missteps and underdeveloped characters and storylines. It's a super funny show. I think it's really (laughs) funny. It has these moments where, like, you need to laugh because the dude is, like, his wife is, you know... Going through all the IVF treatment and the dude is like cheating on her. I just, I think I have a problem (laughs) with watching characters that are horrible people. Yeah. I think I've just come to realize I don't like shows where there's actually no redeeming 
No, they all have redeeming qualities. Like he is a good husband. He for sure has redeeming qualities. And it qualities. shows these like dynamics that he's not just a horrible person for cheating on his wife. He actually supports his wife through all these things, etc. But there's no character in it who's not horrible as well or doing something horrible. And I need someone to hold on to. This is why I can't watch girls. Because there was yeah. no one there that was like, you are a good person. And even though all of this other stuff is happening and I hate all these other characters and love them at the same time and see myself and all of them, you are like one beam of light. Yeah, I guess House of I'd categorize House of Cards in that way where I'm watching these characters and I'm just thinking, I can't love you. You're like an awful person. Yeah. And so I just like it. it was, I felt it hard to watch. You find friends from college funny. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm laughing. I need to refresh myself. I don't my think s- I laughed out loud once. I think I snickered I a couple times. I a few times. I laughed out loud once. Have you seen the episode where they meet in the restaurant? The Jekyll and Hyde restaurant? No. Okay. This is the only scene I laughed out loud in, and I would love to do an improv scene based off of this restaurant and do an improv scene in this Jekyll and Hyde restaurant. What about the one where they go to the jazz bar and they like get those old men to buy them drinks? All I could think about... Is if this was real life, this woman has been cheating with your husband for 20 years. And she's like, don't worry. I can be super casual about it. Don't call it an affair. I was with him first. Let's go to this jazz bar. (laughs) How about you stop (laughs) fucking my husband? Oh, so you're like, you can't laugh because... It's it just, not no, an escape for you. It's painful to watch. But then, do you like Family Guy? Because Family Guy is just no, ridiculously stupid, and there's no stakes, and you don't care about anybody, and Peter's just a stupid character. Family Guy for me is, so I've been, again, reading a lot of Upright Citizens Brigade stuff on improv, and Family Guy to me is the exact embodiment of you can't see blue on blue. That everything mm-hmm. is so unusual that I'm like, what is the absurd thing you want me to grab onto here yeah. and follow along? And how are you exploring that absurd thing? I can't even figure out what it is because everything's absurd. Yeah, yeah, because their base reality is just stupid. And so when something stupid happens, you're like, of course that happened because your base reality is ridiculous. Yeah. And the thing with friends from college is the base reality for me has not been fully fleshed out. Like, why do these people care so much about what the other ones think in this group? Why are they still friends? Who are these people? Into It's supposed to be this big moment when they come back together and they're all living in New York. But we haven't explored any of them beyond the friend yeah. group to know who they were previous to that moment. So who's the guy that's dating Billy Eichner? Um, Fred Savage. Yeah. His character. I like him, but I know nothing about him beyond his obsession with the other guy. Yeah. I clearly need to rewatch him for character name. But we know nothing about his life pre all of these friends coming back and him turning kind of like bananas and Billy Eichner's character always going, this isn't who you are. Why are you acting this way around them? Well, who are you independent of this group of people? Like, I don't have a base reality. Yeah. Like, oh, he is acting absurd, but here's a justification. For Can it. I pause though and say Billy Eichner is incredible? Oh, he's so funny. He's, I saw him on the Seth Meyers show. I was in yeah, the audience. And his, his like day-to-day show is just him being neurotically crazy mm-hmm. Billy in the street or on the street on Bill, Bill, Billy on the street Billy in the street anyway he's like <laughs> this like incredibly energetic just neurotic guy and then he goes out and he plays this the most mellow yeah character and I just think like this guy's gonna <laughs> 
Not that he cares, but, well, this guy's going places. But, like, he <laughs> Let is. Let me tell you, Billy. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's incredible in that show. He's very funny. He, he made me laugh out loud several times in that show, actually. I will take back that I did not laugh. Okay. What about when they threw the chair through the glass window to oh get the Oh, my IVF? God. I hated that. Ugh. Again, because. Why can't you just have fun? <laughs> <laughs> this got intense very quickly. So the dog moms yelled at me when I was leaving. As they're drinking their. Why can't you just have fun, Christina? Have fun at the dog park. I'm going to try. Okay. Uh, Do you want me to like tell you some material I'm working on? Tell me some of your material. Can I? Am- this is another segment oh. we're doing. Oh. Tell me some of your material. Is it funny? I'll let you know before you make a fool of yourself on stage. Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay. So I have this notebook where sometimes when I'm like, I like to go to bars by myself and sit at the bar. Yeah. I'm worried about you. And then I put in my headphones. And I just, like, sit by myself. Yeah. But I also have some of my best, like, brainstorming of, like, what good stand-up material is. I'm very excited to hear some of this. Okay. I'm so bad at writing jokes. Okay. So I have he- one joke. It's about sexual assault. I'll save it for another episode when our listeners are invested enough to keep going with <laughs> us. <laughs> because that's a teaser, like, crazy, because that's... It's a great joke. It's my one joke. Some people think it's sad. Some people think it's funny. Everyone agrees it's well-crafted. Is anybody offended, though? No. No, okay. No, it's a well-crafted sexual assault joke. I can't promise that. What I want your feedback on is I'm working on something. Please tell me. And imagine, like, imagine people in the audience that, like, I want to make laugh. I want them to buy into me as a person. Okay. I want to do a joke about how... I'm attracted to pregnant women. Okay. You tell me the joke. I'll tell you if you can say it. <laughs> I, I'm working on it. Um, so it's it's not. It That's actually it. That's all I have. Okay, I just you, think there's something there. Is that funny? Is that funny? <laughs> I mean, what? Okay. I think I need to know, I think we need to have an honest conversation about what it is about pregnant women that you find attractive. Okay. Because I think it just can't be, hmm. tell me what you think is attractive about a pregnant woman. And I'm going to tell you if you could craft jokes around those things. Okay. Um, oh, like, <laughs> like a curvy body. Is that funny? No, it's not. It's not funny. It's not. It's that. No, I think it would be what would be funny because this is an awkward thing. Yeah. And and most I don't know if most men find in general pregnant women attractive. I think a lot of men find if their significant other gets pregnant, they might find her more attractive or, you know, whatever. But to find all pregnant women in general (laughs) attractive is an interesting point of view to have in life. So what I think would be funny is you just working that out on stage. So not having, I mean, build some punchlines in there, but really just this to me is really funny. Is you being like, I have this weird thing about me. Yeah. Is it like you, that's usually when they're like unavailable. Like, yeah, there's some, you know, baby daddies that run away. Like and our horrible fathers, or a but, single woman deciding or, to have or, a child. Sure, have you I, not seen the backup plan starring <laughs> Jennifer Lopez? But okay, but is it like something about like you want what you can't have? Is I that mean, funny? You, no, I guess I should answer. You that need to answer that for yourself, uh, okay. and then let your wife know if that's what it is. Like, 
nothing says unavailable like uh, but a pregnant body. <laughs> no, that's not even true. There's a lot. Rachel and friends was <laughs> single when she was pregnant. Yeah, it's true. Would you have found her attractive? Yeah, she was attractive. Would you? Did you find her more attractive as a pregnant woman than a, a not pregnant woman? I'm glad we're having this I don't conversation. Know. I don't know, but you know, when, like, you know, you're with your partner, and like, I don't know if you guys do this, so like, but you know, somebody who's clearly very good looking walks by, and you're yeah. like, nudge, yeah. Look, I'm like, nudge, look at that pregnant lady. And I mean it. Like, I think it it's like a beautiful thing. Do you think it's the motherhood aspect that they're about to come into this responsibility and care for this being? That's super Freudian and like really worried <laughs> me. So I'd rather not go down that route and stand up. Or I could. I don't think it's enough for you to get on stage and be like, pregnant women. Am, am I, I right? right? He knows. <laughs> he knows. I'll just be pointing to the random dudes that clearly get it. That clear, like, is it, it's just you could see it in their eyes. They're like, yeah. Yeah. That womb. Yeah. So you're saying I should keep working on it and I I'm not quite there yet. I think we should actually ask the person who just walked in who crafts jokes. Oh. And they could let you know if there's something there. Deborah Ring is somebody that we really admire. And so we wanted to, for our very first episode, so hi. Hi. We wanted to Thanks bring someone on me. who's way funnier than us <laughs> to really just set so you the could bar. raise the bar a little no, bit here. That, that is exe- that's setting up everyone's ex- expectations for extreme failure. Can I can I give a brief biography of you or like you maybe I would love you to. <laughs> well, don't ask me to do it. Okay. You do it. I mean, okay, this is what we know. Okay. Is that you teach sketch. Yeah. You coach and do improv. I feel like this is the beginning of the serial podcast, you know, and they're like, this is what we know. Okay. This is what we know so far. <laughs> Follow along. Uh, you taught us sketch. Yeah. It was great. Uh, you Thank studied you. at a lot of different places. Yeah. Including in, you did class in Chicago. Yep. And in Toronto. New York. At- UCB. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> for, two for two weeks. But we yeah. did that too. Yeah. Uh, and Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. And you're real funny. You did fringe. Yeah. Those are all true things. You're okay. nailing the yeah. oh I think you I think you did better than I would have. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, so just before you got here, I was plugging I, I was trying some new material I had on Christina. <laughs> Again, the new it's not you you tried out a new concept. A new concept. And <laughs> okay. then and then we'll ask you some interview questions about your comedy career, but what do you think of like a bit, like a stand-up bit about okay. that I'm attracted to pregnant women? I like it so far. That's all. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to have like. Uh, you know, I said you need to yeah. find the why. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about pregnant women that's so attractive? Yeah. But you always like were very enabling to us being like going weird. Yeah. I love weird comedy. That's why I probably was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, do good. it. Yeah. I remember like being in class and like somebody would pitch something so weird to you and you're like, yeah, that's great. What can <laughs> and we you, do with everybody that? else was like, what? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, yeah. If something's not weird enough, I'm probably not. I probably don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, we wanted to bring you on specifically because we know you're somebody who performs outside of of where you live so you like your focus here but i i know you've you travel to perform a little bit as well yeah sometimes yeah do you ever like do you ever have this like underdog vibe like you're going to like a town with like where they have a big comedy scene leaving a town with a smaller comedy scene you feel like Oh, hundred and fifty million percent. Like, do you ever but have this? Like, like, am I funny outside of here? Yeah. Also, like, I I really started doing comedy in Toronto, which is a pretty big comedy yeah, scene. Yeah, it's huge in comparison. S- yeah. So, 
less so then. And then when I moved here and I started performing here and we would go away, I was like, like we went to, <laughs> we went to the Del Close marathon yeah. so uh, jealous. in New York. That's amazing. I full on recommend for anybody in any city. But when I went, I was like, we're, nobody's going to show up. <laughs> Cause like, who there's would also come? 50 yeah. things would, happening at once. Yeah. There's like a hundred acts and who would come to this? Nobody, no one from like Ottawa. Right. Yeah. Um, and literally nobody came like there was one person who came with us and then one <laughs> old man who was there from the show beforehand who like immediately, as soon as we were done, he was like, like out bolted. the door bolted. <laughs> I was like, I gave him a special shout out for saying, and I was like, thanks so much for Oh, oh goodbye. <laughs> yeah. But was it amazing to perform in New York City? Yeah, it was great. And halfway, like five minutes in, a, another team came in. And so we ended up with like 20 people watching us. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was more like great seeing everyone else who was there. Yeah. Sense. yeah. Amy Poehler's like in the theater beside you guys. And then <laughs> we saw her. Yeah. <gasps> perform that's in crazy. Africa, so oh, my God. That's oh, my what I'm God. saying. Like, who cares how many yeah, people no, cares. Cares. It doesn't matter. matter. That's my dream. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. We did a cage match in at, in New York at oh, UCB yeah, just recently. How did that go? It, it was, was so fun. It was fun. Like, we lost, but it was so well, fun. There is this moment <laughs> where, like, yeah. Five minutes before we went out, I was like, are we going to be funny in New York? Like, it just, it never occurred oh, to me. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and then, was, were you? Well, do people hate it? We got laughs. No, people laughed. I think that a team was going for their third win, so they stacked the audience with like 90 of them. As they should. Yeah. As they totally should. I went up to them to let them wish them good luck, and they're like, are you fucking with us? <laughs> so I was like, no. No, we're, we're just Canada. Canada. We can't win we're this. Ottawa, we yeah, we can't afford to come back. Yeah. This is all uh, we have. But the audience was with us. It was a lot of fun. It, it, we broke every improv rule for laughs. Though. Yeah, good. It was one of those I'm shows. Yeah. Yeah. It almost pissed me off, though, that I had that moment of like, oh, shit, like, are we funny in another city? Like, of course. Like, people laugh at what's funny, but it, it made me mad that I was doubting us. I, I guess, like, that like I think about Ottawa and the comedy scene a lot and, and the audiences that come out, but like, do you in a, in a town where like everybody's very like we work for the government or yeah. do you ever get people talking to you be like, Oh, that's nice that you have a hobby. Like it, has it been hard to kind of create this narrative of like, no, 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 this is something that I, that I do because I'm good at it. Not because I'm like out of work looking for my government job. <laughs> like, this is a fun side job. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, how easy it is to make, like, a full-time career out of it. Like, it's not really my full-time career here. Like, I do make money in it, but very little, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, not enough to survive. Survive off of it. Um, so, yeah, it is weird explaining it to people. But, yeah, definitely everybody thinks it's a hobby. And a way of, I don't know. Like, unless you're in a really big city where you, like, do it full time. I don't know. Maybe it, it kind of is a hobby. Mm. Is that terrible to say? No, it, no, I think it's real. It's it that line between hobby and, and a job yeah. is very. I mean, I tenuous. wish it was my full time job. That's the yeah. dream. But <laughs> I don't know that it can happen in yeah. this city. I actually don't know if it's possible in a city like Ottawa. Because it's it just be not full-time. enough. I just don't think there's enough. I think it's really exciting to start doing comedy in Ottawa because the scene's still growing. So we just started a year and a half ago and I feel like we've carved a little space for ourselves and we have a troupe and we put on shows. I don't know if that'd be possible in a place like Toronto where there's already so much 
improv and comedy established. Yeah, definitely. It, like, definitely is. is. It yeah, it, it is. Because um, that's where I got started. And that's the same thing. Like, everybody does, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting paid to do comedy, like, anywhere. Whether it's here or in Toronto is just hard. It's just hard because it's yeah. competitive, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, do you... Do you try to shelter what you do in the comedy world from what you do, like, in your career that makes you money? Like, are you... Yeah, uh, 100%. Oh, you do? Because it's a really weird thing that I do. So I, I like, was into comedy and I was doing it full-time. I was like, no, I need to, like, do... I need to make money. Yeah. So I went back to school and then I started, like, working on movie sets a little bit, but in the production area. But I have done acting and I, like would like to be a full-time comedian right mm -hmm. so i can't tell anyone because that mm. looks off it looks really bad to be yeah. working on a crew and that and then having them think that you want to be in their movie and i 100 percent <laughs> do not want to be in the movies that i work on <laughs> like okay. a million percent i don't want to be in any of those movies but like but uh, it comes off that way yeah so. and i had to hide it from them and i was doing like well now they know well they're <laughs> they ever listen to this <laughs> but i wasn't like i was purposely not telling them but if anybody asks obviously i'm going to tell them but yeah. uh yeah yeah, Christina. We, we were talking before. Christina tells every single co every she single has. person I ever meet ever. <laughs> Are you like, hey, I have a show this weekend. Can you come see? Yes, she yes, is. yeah, good, good. One, for you. I think more people need to go see improv and try improv. I think it's like the most freeing experience ever. I'm currently teaching a group of my coworkers how to do improv. We have oh, nice. class once a week. Uh, I take it very seriously. I work <laughs> on my lesson plan for hours, <laughs> and they all stop at the end, being like, "That was just." Like every stress I had is just gone because yeah. yeah. for an hour and a half, you just get to be a kid again and have the most fun and laugh with people and goof around. And I want everyone to experience that. So I tell everyone to try improv and I tell everyone I'm in, <laughs> in an improv group and to come pay five dollars. So if you're listening to this right now, try improv try immediately. Improv. Oh, my God. Yeah. What got you into improv? Um, I was trying to kind of be an actor in Toronto, um, but I'm like a very lazy human being. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> so I didn't like auditioning for anything. And also like you got to go into a room and then everybody judges you. So it was like a very poor decision mm. on my part to be an actor because that's what you have to do all Sounds the time. Sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't really like going on a lot of auditions and stuff, but I wanted to perform more. And everybody in Toronto was talking about Second City. So I tried it. I, did, I literally didn't think I could be funny. Really? Not like funny in life. Like I thought, I don't know. I mean, I was like kind of witty, I guess. But uh, yeah, I was never like a class clown or anything. Which is so funny because when I see you at shows and I see you perform, you just like, I can't imagine you in another situation where you're not being a character of like putting like it's also very bodily comedy because you're yeah, you're very so physical. far removed from yeah. doing talking oh, heads, which I hate. And do it all the time myself. I never move. I'm like a robot on stage. Oh my god! I feel like I'm always talking heads. So that's like really <laughs> no, nice to hear. I find you. And who else was on Danger Storm? Was that is that the troops name? Yeah. You and Val are both very bodily in your oh, humor. Oh, that's so funny. Which I think is 
excellent to watch, and it's hard for me to picture you not being a class clown because you're constantly, no one can see me. We just, the two <laughs> of us did a, did a duo where it was like really physical, and we were like, whoa, that got really physical, but obviously that's why we both do it. Yeah. Yeah. Very Christina cool. and I did a duo one time as well, and I felt like just I overcome for the fact that it's just two of you on stage. You need to like move so much more. Yeah. And be it way does more energetic. That's probably part to of it, it yeah. too. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you're constantly checking how high is the energy, and it's easy to up the energy by moving. Yeah. Rather than just standing and talking. Okay. And Can we do an improv scene? Yeah, no, I'm should, just excited. No, we should do it. Yeah, um, I'm so excited. So what we asked Deb to come with would be like just a premise that she would like to do a scene with us on. And so Deb knows us because she's seen us do improv once or twice, mm-hmm. a few times. A few times. And then we've, few had, times than that. And then we've had class uh, yeah. with Deb. So, um, yeah. So pitch your, pitch your scene to us. And then we're all going to do sit down improv. Yeah. Great. Okay. So... I've been holding on to this premise for a while, guys, but I didn't know, like, how to, I don't know, incorporate it into anything I do. So what I want to do is um, it's somebody who brings up their husband or wife. So this this can be either gender in all the time, like inappropriately. Does that make sense? Yes, because I do that a lot of the time. (laughs) It's fine. Yeah, I like that. All right. Okay. So, so, because this is from my real life. <laughs> that someone does this to you? Yeah, that's, people have done this to me. Like, are they just bringing it up just all the, like, oh, my, that reminds me of my husband. Yeah, so I was, I was, like, in New York. Yeah. And just, like, meeting people, not interested in this person in the least. Okay. And, oh, I see. I'm, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then someone, but, like, they think that if you're talking to them, you're coming <laughs> onto them. Yeah. yeah. But even if you're not at all, like if you're a single person and you're talking to somebody, you, just just certain people who do it. You know yeah. what I mean? So you'll be like, oh, um, yeah, I'm new. I'm, I'm from Canada or whatever. Um, what is there to do in this city? And they'll be like, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> like, Great. So does oh, that negate what? that there's things to do in the city? <laughs> Where did that come from? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Deb, I was uh, I saw you in that meeting and, and uh, I know you seem to be falling behind on your work a little bit. Is everything is everything OK? Um, yeah, everything's fine. Oh, OK. Tim? Um, yeah, just it seems like uh, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd shared that that email with you. I didn't ever hear back. And you seem to be a little bit slow in getting back to me on some of your. Right. Um, OK, well, I mean, I appreciated the email. OK, I'm I'm glad you sent it to me. Thank you. Uh, it's just, I, d- I didn't really know what to respond back. Okay. Okay. Because it, it just said, Hey, I'm married, which, um, I don't, I don't really know where that, that impulse came from, but my email was about quarterly reports. To- totally, totally. And, and I, I think <clears throat> what, what's important for me is just to really level set with everyone in the office. Mm-hmm. I'd like everybody to know where I'm coming from. Um, I, I mean, did you blind copy everyone else? Cause it just felt like it was emailed to me. Yeah. We, you know, we've had good conversations lately and, and you, you were asking about, you know, my weekend and, and my family coming into town on the, over the, over the weekend. So I, I thought I just wanted to level set with you just to let you know where I was at. Okay. Yeah. Um, and maybe you didn't know that about me. I mean, I, I like, I see that you have a wedding ring on every day. I'm not, I'm not like some animal. Like I can't keep my hands to myself. You know, yeah, it's funny. Sarah and I, my wife, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I know my wife. Yeah. Um, we, I know 
we were listening to that Selena Gomez, hence myself, yeah. Selena Gomez song. And, and I thought, oh, this is good to like know that you like the song, baby. Yeah, we talk a lot. Her and I are really close. Yeah. Bring, bring. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is that the phone? Mm-hmm. That's oh, Tim's yeah. phone. Oh, let me just let me just pick up my my phone here. Okay. Tim, your phone's ringing. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. sweetie, did you did you uh, did you send an email? Oh, just a second, Deb. I just got a call from my wife here. Okay, thanks. She's just on okay. the phone. Just stay there though. Don't leave. I, did you send the email? Can't yeah. I work here? I, uh, sweetie, I just watched Love Actually, okay. and there's a scene where it just looks like she's picking up pens, but really she's flirting with her boss. Next thing you know, the boss is buying her necklace and not his wife, not his wife, a necklace. It's but, the it's the girl at work. That's they, who that that's who he's buying the necklace for. And there's this whole scene with the guy from Rat Race <laughs> where he just can't package it fast enough. Rowan but that's Atkinson. not that's right. So don't change the topic. Did you send the email? Baby girl, I told you not to watch that movie while you're at home. Sorry, Deb. I'm just going to talk to my wife here for a second. Baby girl, please don't watch that movie. I just want to make sure because when she sent that quarterly report, how she signed it was very seductive. It was very seductive in solidarity, in solidarity with who? With your body? Tim, I really appreciate your candor here. I'm going to go back to my office. Okay. Uh, um, um, She's right. She's right here. Do you two want to talk? Can I just pass over the phone? I really don't want to talk to you. My wife. Yeah. Yeah. Her name's Sarah. I, does uh, she not want to talk to me? She doesn't want to talk to me. Okay. Um, I'm just going to pass pass the phone right now. Is that okay? Put I mean, on, it's put not her okay. On the phone. Put okay. her on the okay. phone. Deb, please take this. Hi, Deb. Is it Sarah? Deb? Yeah, Sarah. I uh, I don't like to come off aggressive. Okay. I um, that's not who I am. I'm a very chill person. Great. I know my husband loves me. I just want you to know. Yeah. He loves me. Uh, can I be honest with you, Deb? Am I on speakerphone? Um, not, no. I had a brief affair recently with someone I work with. Um, I just, this is, and I don't know who to talk to about it because. Well, probably not me. I know, but it seems like you might be having an affair with my husband and it would actually really help me out if you did. So it sort of just even the playing field, but I need to come off super angry. So he feels a lot of guilt, comes to me, tells me what happened. And then I can be like, it's fine. Okay. And then we can sort of just even it all out. So what I did with Chad doesn't really matter anymore. Right. Um, I'm sorry to hear that you had it was such a brief moment. Uh, and that you're I'm sorry. having I'm sorry an emotional if you had a reaction. Um, I just... I'm, Are you guys... Is she telling you about that movie again? Is she telling yeah. you about yeah, love, actually? Yes, that's what she's doing. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Deb, um, I need you to do the solid for me. Okay, I feel very uncomfortable in this situation. And I, I just want to be Deb, clear I've here. Never I've never asked you for anything. A, no, I, I've never spoken to you before. So that is very clear. Um, I do not. Your quarterly reports were not looking good, Deb, if I'm being that, honest that's with you. private company information. I like, would just say that your job around. is shaky, Deb. I do not like holding that over you. I'm not this person. It's just Chad's biceps were intoxicating. Yeah. And when he lifted those files off my desk, it was as if my insides quivered in yeah. fear and desire. And the next thing I knew, we had, well, you know, what happened next, Deb. And I need you to do the exact same thing to my husband. Um, no, and I, I, I never have before. We're, we're not having an affair. I'm actually inversely attracted to your husband. Are, we, are you guys still talking about the movie? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Cool, cool. Do you mind if I just grab that 
You have that phone? That would be great. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to go do some work. All right. Deb, this is not what women's solidarity okay. looks like. Okay. Uh, listen, you know what? This whole email business is not what women's solidarity look like. Okay. Sarah? You know that new Taylor Swift song? That's about you. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I'll, give I'll grab phone my phone. Yeah. 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 Oh, hey, baby girl. Hey, sweetie. Deb hey. seems great. I uh, I think you, you should get you closer to that? her. I think you should put her on more files with you. Um, I just, I get a good feeling about her. Well, um, I'm glad you two sorted that out. I, I Actually, you know what? How's Karen in the office? Is she still going through that bad divorce? Yeah, and she's pregnant. So Karen's great. <laughs> and see. <laughs> Karen, has that been you this whole time? What has happened? <laughs> oh, thanks, Deb. Those, I I like that. I find that I am so hesitant to talk about like my partner in like real life because I never want to be that person. <laughs> good. good, I'm glad. I never want to be that, that person. Everyone takes that away from this today. <laughs> I have done it once, and the person like to defend a guy flirting with you. There's a big difference between someone being like, hey, you want to go for a drink later? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I've done like, oh, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I'm in a relationship or something. (laughs) Then someone being like, oh, hey, that's a great show. Hey, I'm married. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah, like two different things. Usually only done in the case where someone has been like, hey, we should hang out sometime. Like, I would love to. Let me check with my partner or whatever. Yeah. But there's been one time where it was pretty much okay. It was a barista at a coffee shop. Mm. I thought congratulations that perhaps he was flirting with me because he remembered my order as a good barista would when you go every day. And so he was like, Oh, you're a medium half sweet skin vanilla latte. And I was like, yep. My boyfriend usually just gets a regular one. (laughs) Oh, that was you. You did. He was like, that's cool. You did it. It's great. (laughs) I hope he comes in sometime. Would you like your latte now? It's hard to tell the difference between flirting and cust- good customers. I really, and I know there's a billion sketches about that, and I should know that this is like a comedic premise, and yet I fall for it. Yeah. One day I will share the story about when I stalked a Bridgehead Barista and went to several of his concerts. That's for another day. <laughs> Congratulations on like did not go well. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, well, Deb, thanks for coming and being on our first episode. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Um, we'll like be sure to have you back. I promise. Good. I hope so. I want to do more and, scenes, more sit down scenes. Yeah. And 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 do you have a, a medium that people can find you on? Are you on um, YouTube, Twitter? Yeah, I have. I have a a Twitter account. Um, I teach classes at the Improv Embassy. New classes are starting in September. Take the writing course or it won't run. (laughs) (laughs) And and as two former students, we can say that I've taken the writing course twice now and it's fantastic. So thanks. I took it half the time because I ended up having to work so much, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, You were great for half the time. (laughs) Thank you. It felt like the full time. (laughs) Yes. That's what my presence does. It just lingers. All right. Okay. Well, then that's it. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye. (laughs) Today's episode was recorded in Ottawa, Ontario at Pop-Up Podcasting. Featuring Christina Muehlberger and Ryan Mulligan. 
recorded by J.P. Davidson, and featuring music by Nikolai Haidless, Mr. Gavin, and Fox Beat Music, all available on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. <laughs>